This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. Hold on, I'm trying to put on my Christmas hat here. It's very difficult to wear a Christmas hat when you're wearing radio headphones for the show. Hey, welcome into the program. It's Candace Talk right here on the Big Talker, 1480 AM, 102.5 FM, KQAM. Good Saturday morning to you. Our last Saturday together for 2021. Can you believe it? Our last live program for the year. Getting you set for the holidays, getting you set for Christmas, getting you set for New Year's. It's going to be one heck of a show today. we got a lot of fun stuff to get to. We have some national things to talk about. We have some statewide things to talk about. We have, as usual, we'll have our fun holiday traditional uh, little sound bites and little clips and little parodies and stuff that we've done throughout the year. We also have some Christmas music. I want to hear from you as well. It's going to be one heck of a fun show today to kick off a last weekend before the crazy holiday festivities begin. So welcome in 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. If you want to join in, I would love to hear from you today. All of it presented by Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue. Buying, selling, and trading with honesty and integrity for all your gold and silver needs. Make sure you go and check them out online at philscoins.com. They're also opening up at 9.30 in about 20 minutes from now until 2.30 this afternoon. A great way to maybe put it in a stocking stuffer, get some gold and silver, get a coupon, get a gift certificate, whatever you want. Go and check those guys out. We love Phil Martinez and the crew over at Phil's Coins. We'll have him back on the show here again in a couple of weeks. So uh, go check those out. Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue. Also online at philscoins.com. Coming up on the program today, uh, Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt. We sat down with him a couple of days ago. We'll play that interview at the bottom of this hour. Really excited to chat with him the final time of 2021 as well. And the second hour, we have an interview we sat down with yesterday in studio. Really excited to have on George Santos. Now, we've uh, we've interviewed him a couple of times on our national program during the week with the Voice of Reason. He is a congressional candidate from the 3rd District of New York. I know. Long Island, New York, uh, especially right next to AOC's district. Now, don't hold that against him. But he was in Wichita this week as he was uh, meeting with the top 10 oil producing states as he is a congressional candidate. But he's also been involved with the energy industry and wanted to talk to energy companies around the state around the country, including the oil industry here in Kansas and elsewhere. So he was here. He was chatting with people. We brought him in studio. I've had him on the show many times before. It was great to finally meet him in person. It was a wonderful conversation. And we'll play some of that here on the show to wrap up at 1030 a little bit as well. But I want to hear from you today. It's the Christmas celebration. It's the holidays. What are you prepared for? Are you getting ready for the family and friends next week? What are your plans? Uh, Has Santa made their way through your house yet? And are you prepared for all the great shenanigans that are about to happen? I want to hear from you at 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. I know the big scary news of this week here in the state of Kansas, at least. Yeah, breaking news, I guess. Very scary. Everybody panic. This might actually change the tone of Governor Laura Kelly in the state of Kansas, but the first Omicron variant was detected in the state this week. I I know. I know. Again, very scary. It's one of the most dangerous things we could ever have in our lifetime. It is uh, extremely uh, uh, transmissible. So that way you could be sitting in two rooms across from someone that may have it and you could contract the Omicron variant. Now, that doesn't mean that it's dangerous, but it's transmissible and it's easily uh, it's easy to transfer from one person to another. So you need to panic. You need to be scared. You need to live your life in fear. 
You need to be very, very worried. Now, there has been one, as far as I'm aware, there's been one death globally of the Omicron variant. One death. In the U.K., according to what we had seen earlier this week, in the U.K., the right now half of the cases in London are the Omicron variant, and one person has died there. Here in the United States, 3% of all COVID-19 cases are the Omicron variant. In 37 states, now including Kansas, with the one that we've had here, there has been zero deaths in the U.S. from the Omicron variant. But if you just listen to the news at the top and bottom of the hour, it's a very scary variant. Everybody's going to get it. The CDC is saying that they're predicting 15,000 deaths a week because of the Omicron variant which is hilarious, the fact that 3% of the cases are already there and no one's died from it. But uh, they're predicting 15,000 deaths a week, so they're just throwing out random numbers to try and scare you and thinking that we're all going to die unless you go and get your vaccine. So are you buying into this one? Are you ready for the fear? And are you thinking, do you think that maybe this next week we could see the Biden administration try and do some type of lockdown and say, sorry, you can't do Christmas this year because the Omicron is very, very scary? Are you ready for it? Because unfortunately, it's here. This makes no sense. It's really, 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 really naive and ignorant and stupid to try and be scared of this Omicron variant. The uh, doctors that are actually, you know, on the front lines in South Africa that dealt with it and actually discovered the Omicron variant said it doesn't do anything more than give you the sniffles. That's it. It's less severe than the regular, which the regular wasn't even that bad. It was like a, what, 1% death rate, and that's what we know of. It's Those numbers are biased and ridiculously skewed anyways. The Delta variant was like a 0.8 to 0.5% death rate. It's even less than that because out of the entire half of the population of London that has COVID, 3% of all the COVID cases in the United States right now, nobody has died except for one person in London, and we don't know their medical records either and what their pre-existing conditions were. You got to remember, I mean, with COVID, with all the deaths that have happened, the 800,000 deaths from COVID here in, in the U.S., which again, again, is not actually accurate in any way, shape, or form. Because when you die, if you tested positive for COVID, whether you had symptoms or you didn't have symptoms, if you tested positive for COVID when you died, that goes on the on the death certificate. The average 80 to 90% of all individuals that have died from COVID have had at least four to six comorbidities. So COVID's not just the random thing killing a bunch of random healthy people. That's not the case. It's killing people that are overweight and obese. We saw a headline from the, CD, uh, from the uh, CNBC it was this week, that 78% of all the cases of hospitalizations are people that are obese and overweight. Now, the definition in terms of obese and overweight are a little skewed and a little strange from the government because you could be a bodybuilder and you could be considered obese and overweight because you're above your uh, body index mass or however they measure that. So that's a little skewed, but we know the fact that if you eat unhealthily and you're a little bit in your overweight or extremely overweight and you don't take care of your body, you're more susceptible to COVID. We know these things, but yet they try to scare everybody. So now, as you just heard at the top of the hour with the news, that COVID is very, very scary. Omicron is spreading all over the place at a very rapid rate. And now we need to lock things down. You have to get your vaccine. They said 60% of the population plus has the vaccine right now. And that's not good enough. We need it at 99%. Because if you don't, then you will get it and you will probably die from COVID-19. Are you tired of the crap and the fear that's being spread all over the place? Are you tired of it? Because I know I am. 
And oh my gosh, one case in the state of Kansas. Knowing how emotionally responsive Governor Laura Kelly is, I would not be surprised if she heard about the one case in Kansas and she locks things down and says we're going to shut down businesses for the last week going into Christmas. We're going to have to force people to start wearing masks again. We're going to have to start. I, I changed my tone and now I support Joe Biden's mandated vaccines to try and start forcing people to get vaccines because even though the vaccine doesn't stop Omicron, unless you get like the third or fourth booster, then you still need to get it. And now we're going to mandate that. We had Fauci this week say that they are working on redefining what the definition is of fully vaccinated. I know. Yeah. I don't know how you change the definition. If you got your vaccine, then you're fully vaccinated, right? No, no. (laughs) I think they're changing it to where you have to stay up on all of the boosters that may or may not come out. Then you'll be fully vaccinated. Just getting your two shots doesn't make you fully vaccinated. So now they're changing the definition because apparently if you change the wording, then that somehow changes the meaning. It doesn't, but that's what they say. That if you just change the wording, oh, this is the new definition. The the moon is no longer coming out at nighttime. It's coming out in the daytime. I mean, it does kind of sometimes, but now the moon is no longer going to be considered the luminescent light of the night. That's kind of what the definition is right now, or at least we define it and see it that way. No, it's not. So you change the definition, and all of a sudden, it's it's going like that. Poof. Socialism is not controlled by the government. It's controlled by the people. Yeah. Okay. So did it actually change how the function of socialism works? No, we just changed the wording of it to where it sounds a lot nicer. Oh, okay. So what they're doing with this garbage. Are you done with it? And I'd really, really love to hear from people if you are vaccinated and if you're just tired of this crap as well and now you're realizing, you know what, maybe I should like start fighting on the other side. I still want you to get vaccinated by your own accord maybe, if you say that, but I don't like the government doing what they're doing here because we're starting to realize it's a little BS. Could we see a lockdown this this week going into Christmas? Going into New Year, starting off a 2022, the vaccine mandates coming from the federal government have been shut down left and right in all the courts, and I don't know what else they can do unless the states and the local governments, uh, the counties and the cities, start implementing their own vaccine mandates, which would be really, really funny to watch because that's not going to pan out very well. Last year, unfortunately, we had to worry about a quarantine Christmas, and are we going to have to do the same thing this year? I don't know. Let's see with our first Christmas celebration here on the Candace Talk. On the first day of quarantine, this lockdown here gave me the virus COVID-19. On the second day of quarantine, this lockdown here gave me blue rubber gloves and the virus COVID-19. On the third day of quarantine, this lockdown here gave me no more friends, blue rubber gloves, and the virus COVID-19. On the fourth day of quarantine, this lockdown year gave me uh, hoarding tendencies. No more friends, blue rubber gloves, and the virus COVID-19. On the fifth day of quarantine, this lockdown year gave me remote learning. Hoarding tendencies, no more friends, blue rubber gloves, and the virus COVID-19. On the sixth day of quarantine, this lockdown here gave me murder hornets, remote learning. Hoarding 
tendencies. No more friends. My kids won't find me under the bed. And the virus COVID-19. <gasps> On the seventh day of quarantine, this lockdown year gave me doubt in my marriage. Murder hornets. Homeschooling hell. Hoarding tendencies. No more friends. Blue rubber gloves. And the virus COVID-19. This lockdown year gave me panic disorders. I haven't talked to my wife since Tuesday. Murder hornets scream, won't learning. Kill me. I just bought 700 cans of soup. No more friends. Just talk to myself all day. And the virus, COVID-19. On the ninth day of quarantine, this lockdown year gave me my new love handles panic disorders. I think I'm allergic to latex. And the virus, COVID-19. Is it over yet? On the 10th day of quarantine, this messed up year gave me Dr. Fauci. My clothes don't fit anymore. Panic disorders. My therapist says this is normal. Murder, hornets, Does anyone want to hang out? I'll wear a mask. Stupid rubber gloves. And the virus, COVID, whatever, I hate you. On the whatever day of quarantine, this messed up year gave me Harry List Royals, Dr. Fauci, my new fad handles. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Everything's fine, except murder hornets. Friends. Blue rubber gloves <laughs> and the virus COVID-19. On the 12th day of quarantine, this up here gave me a week-long election. Harry and Meghan moved to Canada? Anthony Fauci. I just can't stop eating. I'm freaking out. My wife may leave me. Is that a murder hornet or a wasp? How the hell am I supposed to work and teach my kids at the same time? Oh, my God. Toilet paper. <laughs> I miss my friends. My hands are so sweaty. And the virus COVID-19. What do you think? I'm thinking that we could see a repeat this year for 2021 in Christmas celebration. Merry Christmas to you. I want to hear from you at 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. We have a lot to get to here on Candace Talk. Getting you set. Our last broadcast of Candace Talk for 2021. Next week, we have our 36 hours of Christmas music here on KQAM. Constant Christmas music. You can turn it on while you're enjoying the morning and getting family and friends and getting ready for the dinner and doing all your stuff. We have your music. The next uh, uh, next week will be the New Year's Day. We'll have a best of wrapping up the year as well. So our last uh, you and me connection for 2021 here on Candace Talk. I want to hear from you. It's Candace Talk right here on the Big Talker KQAM. Chipmunks roasting on an open fire 
Hot sauce dripping from their toes. Oh my. <laughs> Yuletide squirrels, fresh filleted by the choir. They poked hot skewers through their nose. <laughs> Everybody knows. Welcome back into Candace Talk right here on the Big Talker, 1480 AM, 102.5 FM, KQAM. Thanks for hanging out with us today for a Saturday. One week away, it's officially here. It's hard to believe. I still have a hard time grasping the fact that it's coming up with Christmas next week. We have, after that crazy windstorm that we had a couple of days ago here in the Candace area, it blew off a lot of the Christmas lights, but I will say the fact that it's still relatively nice and warm. I am enjoying the cool weather. I got to be honest now. It was 80 degrees. It was awesome. I loved it going into December. That's nice. Now it's like, what is it right now? 30 degrees here on a Saturday morning. I'm kind of enjoying it. I wore my t-shirt. I did not wear a coat. I am breathing in the nice, deep, cool air, and I kind of enjoy that to kick off. So now it's almost starting to feel like the holiday ease now, and we can enjoy. We are set to go see Santa Claus this weekend as well for Little Voice of Reason, and she is really excited. She's got her list ready to go. It's all been great. So finally getting into the festive holiday season, and I hope you are as well for enjoying the last weekend going into Christmas. 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. Uh, I want to play some more of our little fun Christmas bits. Now, some of them are stuff that like that that was just fun things that we've gathered throughout the year, other ones that we've actually created here on our program. As you know, if you listen to The Voice of Reason during the week, that we like to make our satire infomercials. We like to have fun, poke fun, and make fake. They are satire, fake products. Although, one of these days here soon, we're going to start making them as actual gag gifts and actually being able to sell them. So stay tuned in for that. But we made one just a while ago, and I don't know whether which one to do here, whether we should do our Santa Claus festive one or whether we should do the CDC Rona fan. I think we should do the CDC Rona fan, obviously, just talking about COVID-19. So this is one of our Voice of Reason infomercials made from this year uh, that you can get through whosyourreason.com very soon to a place near you uh, of CDC Rona fan because, hey, you know what? Uh, just make CD, Just make COVID-19. Go away, just like that. Are you still battling COVID-19? Wanting to find ways to limit your exposure to viruses that kill off humanity? All the humanity. Now you can. It's time for you to get the all-new Voice of Reason product, the CDC Rona Fan. The CDC Rona Fan is not like your everyday ordinary fan. The CDC Rona Fan is the latest in technology that uses the unique and original purification process called the breath of Fauci. And it's simple to use. Oh my gosh, I just got my CDC Rona fan and it's perfect. I can feel the COVID particles disintegrating out of the air in my home. And even though it's wintertime, I just open my window wide open, I'll slide my CDC Rona fan right in, crank it up to full blast, and now I can have as many people over for the holidays as I want. And I'll never have to worry about transferring the virus to anybody. Just feeling the chill in the air, I know now. Now that I'll never get sick again. Thanks, Rona fan. The CDC Rona fan kills the coronavirus at the same rate of any immunity your body can build. And it comes in all shapes and sizes to best fit your preferred personal identity and housing decor. My mommy and daddy got the Fauci fan yesterday. They opened up all the windows of the house and put the fan in every one of them. They said it would make me nice and healthy. I can't feel my toes because it's so cold now, but they told me now that the Donald Trump virus won't kill me. They must be right when they tell me to listen to the government and do everything that they tell me to. Order now and for a limited time, get an additional CDC Rona fan half off. <laughs> 
But wait, there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive the CDC-approved Fauci bobblehead. Scare up deadly viruses just by placing your Fauci totem in each room. Battle the Rona with freedom and Fauci-controlled options with your voice of reason, CDC Rona fan. There it is, the new CDC Rona fan from the Voice of Reason products going into the end of the year that might help you so if you're worried about omicron variant and you're trying to do the gatherings and you're just worried that everybody's going to get it and we're all just going to die there on the spot for christmas just turn on your cdc rona fan and watch the virus dissipate out of the air <laughs> that's what we're coming up bottom of the hour news right around the corner when we come back we'll have Derek schmidt kansas attorney general talking about the latest legal issues here in the state of kansas and more right here on kansas talk on the big talker kqam Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. Welcome back into Kansas Talk right here on the Big Talker, 1480 AM, 102.5 FM KQAM. I get messages all the time like, Andy, you find the most ridiculous, absurd, off-the-wall stuff, and I love it. <laughs> Got to keep it interesting, right? If you just do the same thing as everybody else, then how do you stand out? How do you have any fun? And how can you enjoy, right? I don't want to do the same thing. We got to have just a little bit of uniqueness, maybe a little bit of crazy in there thrown in as well. Who knows? 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. If you want to join into the program, presented by Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue, buying, selling, and trading with honesty and integrity for all your gold and silver needs. They are officially open right now until 2.30 this afternoon. Go and check those guys out if you want to get some last-minute Christmas gifts, maybe a gift card, maybe some coins, maybe some ancient coins. Do that for a stocking stuffer. They're super cheap if they have any in stock. They get them whenever they get them in. And super, they're like 10 bucks, 5 bucks to go get an ancient coin from like the Roman times. And it's in a little case. It's ver- verified and everything. It's really cool, really neat. And it's great stuff for like stocking stuffers. That's just really cool to have. Go check them out. Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue. Also online at philscoins.com. Uh, let's see here. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. We'll play some more of our Christmas festivity stuff, our little uh, parodies and our songs and everything else. We'll do some more of that here in just a little bit. But earlier this week, we did sit down with Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt talking about some of the legal issues in the state of Kansas. And let me tell you, there's a lot of stuff going on between the vaccine mandate lawsuits going on right now. We have litigation for energy bills, trying to bring back some of the money that we've lost with some of the fraud going on in the state of Kansas. So I want to play that interview here in just a second. But uh, we do have a caller, so let's go ahead and take them here, shall we? At 316-721-8255. Line number one, good morning, who's this? It's Frederick. Frederick, how are you, sir? I'm fine. I'm way up north. West of Wichita, but you're coming in loud and clear. Fantastic. So everything is good. I just wanted to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. And hey, one more year down, isn't it? One more year down and 2022, maybe. I I have such a good feeling about next year. I mean, we have things starting to open up. We have a major midterm election. Show stuff's going really well with the program. I mean, I'm excited. It's going to be a good year next year. Hey, don't forget, one of the biggest things right here locally Right here in Wichita is the fact that remember that our 
police chief is uh, had, had is resigning in in March, yeah. and we're going to have um, a new city council coming in in January. And remember, they're going to be left wing city council. So you're going to have your two Brandons, Brandon Johnson and Brandon Whipple, and a couple of others of the that are far left choosing the next police chief. So it's going to be interesting. That is going to be interesting. All I have to say about that is, let's go, Brandon. Oh, you know, you know, I guess, you know, I was going to say that, but I just wonder in the back of their minds, they're saying, why in the hell did my parents name me Brandon? Why did they name me Whoa. Brandon? Whoa. Oh, hey, that's funny. Uh, one, uh, one serious deal. I know you're going to go on this uh, new Ops Lens deal. Yes. But the deal of it is, now, people like me that uh, watch you on your on your KQMM Facebook, yes. I mean the station's Facebook, are you still going to be there? Oh, it'll still be there. We'll still share it out to all the different social media. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be if you're friends with me on Facebook or on my Voice of Reason page or on my Hoosier Media Network page or on the KQAM page. Yeah, it'll still go out to all of them. It's just they're hosting it, so then I'll take their feed and I'll share it out to everyone else just like we do kind of right now. So you will still be able to find it extremely easy and conveniently. Ah, oh, that's good because um, – I'm 76, and I have trouble negotiating, navigating, you might say, this, <laughs> this Internet deal. And I find it much easier, for me at least, just to go Facebook and yes. scroll on down and no, bingo. No, this, I appreciate that. But this yeah, old man can... It, you will be able to find it super easy. And for those that don't know what he's talking about, we, we made the announcement starting on Monday. Uh, next week, we'll be on the OpsLens app. So it's OpsLens.com, O-P-S-L-E-N-S.com. Uh, they have their OpsLens app that you can download. They have their social media, and they are huge on social media. Their, their Facebook page alone almost has a million followers. Uh, then they have their Twitter and their Rumble and their YouTube and their Twitch.tv. All of them have about the same amount of followers. They have even more subscribers that actually subscribe to their website where they have. And what they are is they're a network kind of like with what I'm doing with my side project is they find random radio and TV shows across the nation, podcasters, and they broadcast them all day long as if it's like their own like online internet TV station with programming every hour of the day with different shows. And they've decided to pick up our Voice of Reason national broadcast. We'll be reaching hundreds of thousands of additional uh, listeners every day during the week. And I'm super excited. So we're starting that on Monday. And, uh, yeah, that's a great way to start off 2022, I think. <laughs> now, is that going to be both audio and video? Yeah, it will be both audio and video, yes. Beautiful, beautiful. And one last thing. Um, I remember when Little Voice of Reason was how, – how old is your little girl now? She, my gosh. She is six, seven, seven years eight. old. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Andy. She's seven? She is seven. Ah. Uh, actually, yeah, let me see if I can bring it up here real quick. It's funny you mentioned that, and I haven't played it on the air, but she so she wanted to be on the radio. She was with me here at the station a couple weeks ago uh, on a Saturday, and she wanted to be on the radio, and we were I had to record it. I, I guess we can play this. Uh, she wouldn't be mad if I played this. So she wanted to be on. Let me see if I can find it. It was uh, da, 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 hold on here. Uh, I sent it to Mrs. Voice of Reason, but... Uh, she wanted to be on the radio, so I talked to her about Santa Claus and about Christmas. And oh, that's beautiful! If I can find it here, I will play it for you, so you can uh, so you can hear it as well. Because I found it pretty entertaining, and she uh, uh, definitely is getting more comfortable with radio and TV, being on the radio, being in front of the camera. Because part of our project with the Hoosier Media Network, she is actually wanting to do her own show as well. So oh, that's. 
Yeah, so I think we're going to have some fun, and she's, she's oh, here we go. All right, here is, let me see, let me make sure it's up here. Here is Little Voice of Reason just a couple of weeks ago getting set for Christmas. But first, we have to talk to the little girl that's about to get all the stuff from Santa Claus this year because they have to work overtime in the North Pole to try and get her all the stuff that she's going to get this year. Little Voice of Reason, can you say hi? Hi. What are you going to get for Christmas this year? A big Barbie house. A big Barbie house. That's what you're going to get this year? Yeah, and some slime. And some slime. What kind of slime do you want? Unicorn pink slime. Unicorn pink slime. With glitter in it. There's glitter in, in, in slime now? With also beads in it. What? There's beads and glitter and what do they put in slime nowadays? What else do you want? I also want... Another stuffy. Another stuffy? What mm-hmm. is that? Another stuffed animal? Yeah. What kind of stuffed animal? Oh, let me guess. Hold on. Uh, you're going to get um, a monkey. No. No? What kind of stuffed animal do you want then? A kitty. A kitty? But we have lots of kitties. We have a real kitty in the house. Well, then a unicorn. Oh, then a unicorn. Uh, But we have a real unicorn in the house. Dad, they're all stuffed animals. Oh, I don't know. You have so many unicorn stuffed animals that I think one of them's actually alive. You think? Maybe? I think my toys come alive at night. I think they do, too. You have so many of them. I'm surprised that they don't, like, do a big dog pile on top of you. In the middle of the night. <laughs> All right. Well, can you tell everybody Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. All right. There it is. So, little voice of reason just a couple weeks ago here at the station. That's beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you and your family. Andy, we'll talk to you next. Well, I guess you'll be back on uh, on Monday on your regular show. But uh, Yep. I'll be back on there. Best to you, and everything is beautiful. You have a marvelous family. And you know what? Everything is going to be great and just have the most beautiful Christmas, and we'll talk to you later. Hey, sounds great. You take care. You as well, Frederick. Merry Christmas to you and the family, and it's always great to talk to you, and we look forward to chatting with you at the beginning of the year as well here on the show again. So always great to talk with you, my friend. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. All right, I want to shift gears. Uh, This is Derek Schmidt. We sat down with him just earlier this week to talk about some legal issues here in the state of Kansas. I'm great, Derek. How are you, my friend? I am doing very well, thank you. All set for Christmas, right? Well, but for the shopping and the decorating, everything's complete. Everything's all okay. good. I, I have. No, oh, I don't know why I stopped. All right, we'll get that going here in just a second. Hang tight here. We'll take a break. We'll come back with that one. It's Candace Talk right here on the Big Talker KQAM. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Saturday. Always great to have this guy on the program with us here with our monthly update coming out of the Attorney General's office. The latest legal issues here in the state of Kansas fighting off the crazies that are going on around the world right now. Excited to have back on the program with us here, Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt. Derek, how are you, my friend? 
Andy, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on. Hey, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. There's always a lot of stuff going on. You've been extremely busy as always. And uh, I mean, we got to get the latest update from you. What's going on with vaccine mandates? I know that most of the mandates at the federal level have been shot down or at least being held up in court. But what's the latest with some of these and how are we involved with some of the latest? Yeah, that's right on, Andy. Uh, we've been challenging all of the Biden administration's federal vaccine mandates. Uh, we've got them all, uh, well, I say all, all but the one that directly affects federal employees. Haven't figured out yet how to stand between the federal government and the people it actually sends paychecks to. If we mm. could, we'd be in that one, too. Yeah. But besides that one, we've got them all on hold by federal court orders. Uh, the CMS mandate, that's the health care one. The uh, federal contractor mandate, that's uh, uh, Spirit and Textron and WSU. Uh, the uh, OSHA mandate, that's the private employers of 100 or more. Those are all blocked temporarily. The federal government's fighting back. They're trying to get those injunctions dissolved. We're, of course, engaged in that fight. And so it's going to be a back and forth for a while. But so far, uh, as they say, the dam is holding. And uh, I feel good about where we are right now. Look, the bottom line is this. This is unprecedented. You know, people point to old vaccine mandates here or there. But never before has the federal government, which is supposed to be a government of limited and enumerated powers, and that's all it has, never before has the federal government claimed the power to go out and compel Americans to get vaccinated uh, by the tens upon tens of millions of people and to impose consequences like you lose your job if you don't do it. Yeah. Uh, that is a sweeping power grab by the Fed, certainly not authorized for Congress. We're confident it's illegal. The wild part is that they're still not backing down from it. If they would back away from it, just let it go away, disappear, and then start working on a new agenda, that would be one thing. But they're not backing down. They're still pushing it at the federal level. They're trying to find new ways to push it at the federal level. Obviously, OSHA doesn't have the parameters and the ability to do what they're trying to do with this. Uh, uh, luckily, we have senators and elected officials in D.C. trying to defund it from OSHA and attack it from that end as well. But they still think this is a legitimate way to approach this issue. They do. Look, the Biden administration has been lawless in so many different ways, uh, claiming sweeping executive power, uh, whether it's over you know, Keystone Pipeline cancellation, which was arbitrary Endangered Species Act regulation, waters of the U.S. that's coming back around. Uh, and now, you know, here we go on all these vaccine mandates. It seems as if their game plan, uh, you know, the lesson that they learned from the last time that our friends in the other party held the presidency and both the House and the Senate, which was in the Obama administration, seems as if the lesson they learned was, look, it's not going to be this way for long because the voters won't stand for it. So let's do everything we've ever wanted, uh, you know, to heck with what the law says. Uh, no gray areas. Just go out and do it and make people shoot us down, make the courts shoot us down. I think that's their mindset. And it's sad yeah. because it really is a lawless mindset. It really is. Now, have you heard anything from private businesses being sued by any employees here in the state of Kansas? I have heard that like Spirit and some of the other companies have started releasing their own vaccine mandates because they're not being forced by the government because of what you guys are doing with contractors and that sort of thing. But uh, from from employee to private business, have you heard of any lawsuits going on here in Kansas? I haven't at this point. I can't say for sure that there aren't any, but I'm not aware of them. I think for the most part, Kansas employers have been uh, quite accommodating when the federal government took the, the gun away from their heads, so to speak, with the uh, federal mandate going away. Most Kansas employers have then chosen to respect the rights of their employees. And, of course, here's an important point, Andy. Even for those that don't, you, you do still have some employers that have imposed their own private mandate on their own employees as a condition of employment. No government coercion, just they're going to do it. But even in those cases, because of what the legislature did in the special session, there is now a, 
no questions asked religious exemption and a minimal questions asked medical exemption. So, you know, Kansans who are in a situation like that still have the ability, uh, you know, to avoid being deeply scrutinized and second-guessed. They can assert a religious exemption, and the employer is not allowed to sort of peek behind the curtain and pass judgment on how sincere it is. Sure. Uh, it's an ongoing battle, and we appreciate what you're doing on that front, along with so many other individuals as well. We're talking with Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt. Let's shift gears a little bit. I know that you made a statement um, uh, over the last week or so after the passing of Senator Bob Dole. I know it was a big thing. He was such a huge icon here in the state of Kansas. But uh, uh, I just wanted to give you a moment as well to kind of make a statement about Bob Dole because he was he was such an icon here in the state. Well, that's true. I mean, Senator Dole has been a fixture on the Kansas uh, political and public policy scene for my entire life, and for that's true for many, many Kansans. Um, you know, he evolved and grew over time. Some people liked him, some people didn't like him, but I think nearly everybody respected him. He'd become really that trusted uh, elder statesman's voice that tried to help keep us calm when uh, we had a tendency to maybe get a little bit riled up and lose focus on what it is we're trying to accomplish. I had the privilege of attending his services. Actually, I attended three of them. We went to Washington and attended the National Cathedral Service, the one in Russell, the one in Topeka. They were all very moving. They were all somewhat different. Uh, he was uh, did well as the, the elder American statesman in Washington, as the local guy uh, known and loved in Russell, uh, and as the Kansas icon in Topeka. And, you know, we're going to miss him. And uh, I just uh, I, I, I think it's probably worth saying that uh, I'm not saying, you know, we all need to be Bob Dole. I'm just saying we don't want to forget, you know, the lessons he taught, which for me at least, the bottom line is always stay focused on the good you're trying to do for Kansas. You can have disagreements, you yeah. can have different approaches, you have different philosophies, but always stay focused on the purpose, which is to leave this state better than we found it. Actually having a conversation and a dialogue and working with people, what a concept, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's talk about some tax money coming into the state of Kansas and some of the financials uh, that you guys have been working on with some of the litigation going on. I know that there's been a pharmacy issue with, uh, what is it, Centene Corporation, and uh, you guys recovering nearly like $27 million back into the state. What was this court case about and what happened here? Yeah, that's true, Andy. Kansas, uh, the Medicaid program, the program that, of course, using tax dollars pays for, among other things, prescription drugs for a lot of Kansans who qualify for Medicaid benefits. Uh, Kansas uses something called PBMs, pharmacy benefit managers, uh, to, they're sort of the middlemen between the state Medicaid program and the drug companies that are supposed to be working on behalf of the state in order to get uh, uh, better deals, save taxpayers money in buying uh, pharmaceuticals for Medicaid beneficiaries. We had uh, one of these companies that we discovered was not always acting in the state's best interest, but rather in some cases was acting in its own best interest. Centene mm. uh, was the defendant. And for example, the type of conduct we're talking about, you know, the company would negotiate with Kansas and bill us one price for certain uh, prescriptions. Then it would go to the drug manufacturers and obtain a lower price through, for example, a rebate or, or some type of program like that. But it wouldn't pass the additional savings on to Kansas. It would pocket the difference. Well, it's supposed the company is supposed to be our advocate. Those savings are supposed to go to taxpayers, uh, not to shareholders in the company. And so we discovered it uh, at the end of the investigation. We were able to stop the behavior. They'll have to disclose much more information going forward, so our auditors are going to be able to catch these problems in real time, not let them accumulate over years. And the company is having to repay the state for the extra money that it kept that should have gone to taxpayers. That's the $27.5 million. So, yeah. you know, it's the kind of good government work we're, we're all supposed to be doing. And uh, we're, we're very pleased to, have, in this case, uh, you know, 
Yeah, that is the right outcome. Now, are we working to make sure that these type of contracts and this type of money going out is more efficient moving forward, or is this something that we could see down the road as well again? Well, uh, we do have other investigations pending. This is not the only company that's in this space for Kansas, and we'll see where those other investigations lead. With respect to change of behavior going forward, uh, I, I certainly uh, would expect that when it's time to renegotiate contracts, this will be an issue that has to be dealt with. In the short term, though, uh, you know, the company did agree as part of our legal settlement to disclose much more data, much more detailed information on its, uh, its transactions. And I, having that information is going to make it much more likely that routine state audits catch this sort of problem and prevent it, therefore, going forward, rather than allowing it to be functionally hidden and accumulate over years. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You, you've been working on not just this case and some of the other cases like this, but just overall bringing back in taxpayer money that's been uh, either misspent or has been frauded out or that sort of thing. I know we had a lot of fraud this year with the uh, unemployment issue. That's a whole other issue that we'll talk about later on. But you guys have been kind of working to bring more money back in and recover to the state, haven't you? Yeah, that is true, and it's a priority for us. It's one of many uh, things that are assigned to us, but we do our darndest each and every day. Our administration on our watch now uh, has recovered a little over a billion dollars for Kansas consumers and taxpayers. That's a huge amount of money. It's by far a record, by far more than any previous Attorney General's administration has ever recovered for the state and the taxpayers. To put that in context, over the same period of time, the, the decade that I've served, um, while we recovered a billion dollars, we spent a total, cumulative total of about $250 million to operate the office. So that's about a four-to-one return on investment for Kansans. Obviously, the AG's office is not supposed to be a money-making endeavor. That's not our purpose. But it's always good when, at the end of the day, we bring in more than uh, taxpayers spend. So, you know, we think it's very good, and, and I don't get the credit for that. Our great team does. We have a terrific group of professionals doing everything from uh, tobacco enforcement to consumer protection to Medicaid fraud work, uh, and they're dedicated to their work, and this is what Kansas gets when we get the right people doing the right job with the right outset, yeah. uh, uh, outlook. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Bringing stuff in, actually trying to make government, you know, run efficiently and run the way it should be. That's the way things are supposed to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Last question before we let you go. I know you're really busy and I always appreciate the time, but uh, any word from the latest ongoing case from the energy companies from last year's cold front and uh, the energy spikes that we saw with natural gas and that sort of thing? Uh, where are we with that case and have we gotten any any new information? Yeah, we are making progress. Kansas, of, of the affected states here in the Great Plains from last February's price spikes and, and winter weather event, uh, Kansas is in front of the pack. We're further along on uh, our legal strategy to try to recover those costs than any other state. We're working closely with the other affected states. Yeah. I made the decision back in it was late summer, early fall, that we'd reached a point where we had to go retain outside expertise in order to you know proceed to the next level. Natural gas marketplace is unbelievably complicated, and so uh, we needed uh, specialized help. We put a, a request for proposals on the street and actually didn't get any bidders initially, so that slowed things down. We now have bidders, and I think we're going to be in a position to award a contract very soon. I'm actually hopeful it'll happen by Christmas, and that will then allow us to take the next steps. This is going to be a long-term pro- uh, uh, project, sure. uh, but I am hopeful that at the end of the day, we're going to be able to recover some of this money. That um, uh, you know, There was some unjust enrichment going on, in our view, in violation of law, and we're going to try to make that right. Sure. Yeah, well, it's going to be good, and at least we're working on it now, and we can do some preventative measures just in case we run into the same situation again come this uh, uh, fall, because obviously, since it's been this warm this late into the season, we could either have a mild one or another extreme temperature by January, February again this year, so we can be a little more prepared. 
Absolutely. Um, hopefully everybody's just a little bit better positioned this time to avoid that problem uh, should it happen again. Wouldn't that be nice? Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt, it's always great to talk to you, my friend. I appreciate the time as always in our monthly chats. Merry Christmas to you and the family. We love chatting with you, and we'll do it again here real soon. Merry Christmas, Andy, and thank you very much. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. Hey, welcome into Candace Talk. It's hour number two of Candace Talk right here on the Big Talker, 1480 AM, 102.5 FM, KQAM, our last Candace Talk live in 2021. Can you believe it? We're finally here wrapping up Christmas next week. Make sure to stay tuned in. We have some awesome programming for you starting on noon on Friday all the way through Christmas. We have our 36 hours of Christmas music. Looking forward to that. You can hear that here on KQAM. So as you're doing the dinners on Friday night, as you're doing Christmas on Saturday morning, you can stay tuned in and have fun and enjoy all of our great music that we I've been producing and putting all together. So looking forward to it. And uh, 36 hours. So you won't hear us next week. The following week will be New Year's Day. We'll have a best of program wrapping up 2021 as well. So this will be the last live broadcast that we'll have for Candace Talk here on the KQAM Airwaves until 2022. Also, we do have the Voice of Reason weekdays from uh, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. that will be live for the next two weeks so you can listen to us at least there live and talk about the latest issues going on across the nation. So lots to get to. Uh, thanks again to our callers last hour. We had Derek Schmidt as well, our Kansas Attorney General. We will uh, look forward to chatting with him uh, in the next month as well in the next new year. At the bottom of this hour, George Santos. He is a congressional candidate for the 3rd District for the state of New York out of the Long Island area, New York City. But he was in the Wichita area this week. We've had him on the national broadcast a couple of times talking about the campaign and the latest politics coming out of New York. While he was in Wichita, we had to bring him on. So uh, at the bottom of the hour, we'll play that interview uh, coming up to talk about why he was in Kansas, why he was in Wichita, and what's going on with the campaign, politics in New York City, COVID-19 mandates in New York, and so much more. So that is all coming up here in just a little bit. So welcome in. All presented by Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue. Buying, selling, and trading with honesty and integrity for all your gold and silver needs. It's philscoins.com. They're open right now until 2.30 this afternoon as well. We have some calls online. I'll get to you here in just a second. I want to ask you, first off, Merry Christmas to you. I want to know what your hol- uh, holiday, holiday, if I can speak, Merry Christmas. I, I get mixed up. I want to say Merry Christmas, but then there's multiple holidays going on right now with Christmas and with New Year's. So then I say holidays, and then people get me. I'd be like, Andy, you didn't go on PC, did you, and just say Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas? No. I'm trying to lump a new bunch, couple of them in all at one time. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, whatever the hell you want to call it, and uh, celebrate the holidays in the proper fashion. I say Merry Christmas, but I'm also trying to include Happy New Year on there as well. So no, I'm not going all PC and, w- and weak on you. Don't give me that crap. But uh, I want to hear what you're doing for the Christmas celebration. I want to hear what the big gifts are this year. What are the big tech gifts? What are the big things that you're getting for family uh, if you go and get the latest and greatest cool stuff? I want to hear about it. I told you that a couple weeks ago we ended up buying for our family, our big family gift for everybody in the household is the Oculus, the virtual reality Oculus system. I have turned it on. I have booted up. I have played it, and it's wild. 
It's crazy. It's cool. There are some really fun games. There's some that just move too much, and it gives me a headache, and it makes me really dizzy, and it makes me really like motion sickness because it's just ah, too much. But there are some really, really cool ones. I was actually playing it last night a little bit before I went to bed, and I, I can only play it for a certain amount of time, but it's interesting. Now, I did see that there was someone there. Apparently, there is a new social media app on the Oculus that is a social media in virtual reality. You create an avatar and then you're walking around and you see avatars all around this place. And it's a social media site where you sit and chat with people in this social media room in virtual reality. I don't know how it works. I'm not going to do it, but I saw it uh, because the headline this week was that someone was testing it out and said they got sexually assaulted in the virtual reality social media site. I, I know. I know. So, Mike, <laughs> this is the future of what we're dealing with here. The Me Too movement has gone from the physical, physical uh, sexual assault, which is horrible, by the way. Don't want to try and, like, downplay that or water that down in any way, shape, or form. It's god-awful. But here's the question for you. Is it sexual assault... If it's sexually assaulting your avatar, not you, but your created fake avatar on a virtual reality social media site, you knew it was coming, you knew it would be there, you knew it would happen eventually, here's the big question, and legally I wonder what it would look like in court, and I would love to hear some legal experts and legal minds on this too. If you are on a virtual reality social media site, you put on the goggles, you see the surroundings around you, it looks like you're in a different world, it looks very, very crazy, but you're walking around as an avatar. Kind of like the movie, what is the movie? A Surrogate, if you've seen that with Bruce Willis. Highly recommend it, really good movie. Uh, you put on the system, you sit down in your thing, you put on the equipment, and then it's like you're there through something else, but you're not physically there. If that thing in a virtual reality world gets sexually assaulted, is it really sexual assault? If the tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, does it actually make a sound when the tree falls in the woods? If you're in a virtual reality world that's not reality and based on this reality of worlds and you get sexually assaulted, is it really sexual assault? These are the mind-bending questions that our young generation needs to figure out as they get older because you know it's going to be a prevalent thing. You know it's going to be a major issue and it's going to be a talking point. Oh, I got sexually assaulted. Where did they, hurt? they touch you? They touched me on my avatar in this whatever world it's supposed to be called. That should, it blows my mind. That's a little strange to me. Don't quite understand it. So I'd love to get your thoughts. Plus, I want to get your thoughts on what the best gifts are this year. Are you ready for Christmas? Let's get the phones ringing. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. Line number one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Feliz Navidad, amigo. Mr. Sean, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm alive and kicking, buddy. Hey. Having my joke. Hey, that's what we do. You all, you're all set for the next week, right? Well, gotta go get some beer. Oh yeah, I'm all set. Yeah, see, well, I mean, that's yeah. probably the best Christmas gifts one can give. Hey, let me ask you this, man. Okay. How in the hell does that happen? You get boogered <laughs> in a VR game. <laughs> I don't know. You get touched inappropriately in a virtual reality game. You put on the goggles and you're seeing people, and then they try to grab you in the virtual reality game. Is that sexual assault? Because some say it is. Well, look, I can see if you was uh, inside the Matrix, maybe, then yeah, probably. But in a VR game, come on, man. We're running around with guns and shooting each other. Can you also be charged with, like, uh, mayhem and attempted murder and all that good <laughs> stuff? 
discharging firearms inside the city limits. Yeah, in the game. I, I, if that were the case, then I would be charged from last night. I so I play a game on Oculus that's called uh, Pistol. What is it? Pistol Whip, and it's it's really cool. And you do you you walk through this whole maze, and it's almost like if you've seen John Wick or if you've seen The Matrix, where there's these guys in suits, these assassins that pop out and shoot at you or try to hit you, and you can they come as red bullets and red lines, and you can dodge them. It's like The Matrix, and you sit there and you dodge the bullets, and you you swing and you move and you duck and you twist and you turn. I get a better workout playing this virtual reality game than I do actually going to the gym because I'm ducking and running around and doing all this stuff. And then you shoot them, and it's very fascinating. I played that last night. It's my favorite game on there so far because it's the one that doesn't give me any type of motion sickness when I play it. So it's a, But, yeah, by this theory, if I was playing this, and if, let's say, I was playing it co-op, which means you can connect to somebody else around the world and you can actually play one-on-one -on -one with a real physical human being in, uh, somewhere else in this game, then would that be considered murder? Because apparently, according to this, then it would be, and that would take things to another level of idiocy, I think. Well, no doubt. I mean, come on, man. The world is upside down. So it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me to see something like that. I guess I was a little bit surprised there for a second, but yeah, I mean, it's, really. It's I'm, shocking, but then at the same time, you're like, is it really that shocking? Because this is the world we live in today. Yeah, I mean, it's really stupid, but that uh, stupidity seems to be the order of the day today. I'm telling so, you. I'm telling you. Hey, that that win, that win last week, you know, that was pretty fierce. But we got off light around here. I've seen worse than that, but we got off kind of light around here. But I want you to do me a favor. Okay. Okay. Next time you got one of them city council guys on the uh, on your show, I want you to propose something on my behalf for me. Um, I want to see a new city ordinance that bans skirts. On a windy day. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they can pass that policy. I mean, I'm sure that uh, Brandon Whipple would actually probably do something like that. I mean, you know, I know what some guys are thinking. Probably what you're thinking, too. You know, it's a what? Is it crazy? Why would you want to? What could be so wrong with a good looking gal getting her skirt <laughs> blown over her head on a 70 mile an hour wind? Well, nothing, of course. But. What if she's got something down there that ain't supposed to be there? You know. Mm, well, see, I mean, these are the questions of the day today. Now, again, I mean, we're in such a strange world. We just don't know. Just don't know. Don't even want to go that that direction. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to see something traumatic like that, and I'm sure you don't. That's why I want a ban. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm sure that the Brandons in our city council will definitely try and push for that. And again, I have to say, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that actually happened someday. You know, yeah. Again. All of a sudden, some gal was walking down the street, and a wind gust came up, blew her skirt over her head. And she wasn't wearing any undies, and there's a bunch of kids standing around. Yeah, I can see that happening. Well, it, you know what? I'm sure we've seen stranger things in the world. What are you doing for Christmas next week? Well, <clears throat> I'll be watching um, "It's a Wonderful Life." I haven't seen it yet this year. So uh, the week of Christmas, I'll be watching that. Uh, That's your Christmas that's tradition? Is it, It's a Wonderful Life? It's a good movie. Oh, yeah. Every year, of course. Okay. I haven't I haven't done it every single year. Uh, but we used to when I was a kid, you know, because my parents watched it every year. But a year went by pretty slow back then. Sure. 
Today it just goes by like nothing. And, you know, so I, I like watching now every few years. That, uh, National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation, Die Hard. I was going to say, I, I was going to say, all right, so here's the Who's Your Family Christmas list. Is Die Hard 1 and 2? Is Lethal Weapon 1 and 2? Is, uh, uh, what's the Arnold Schwarzenegger? Jingle All the Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Elf yeah. with Will Ferrell. And uh, yeah, and then whatever the rest of the family wants to watch. <laughs> so you, so you think Die Hard Two is a Christmas movie? Die Hard Two is a Christmas movie. If you remember, that's the one where they're at the airport and it's winter time, and he's trying to fly again on Christmas, and then the terrorists end up hijacking the airport. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Problem is, I didn't like that movie as much as I did. In fact, oh. the uh, well, I mean, the, the first, first one's a classic. First one's a classic. Yeah, yeah you're right. But you, the second one is not as good now. Then you go to the third one that's a 4th of July uh, patriotic movie. Is that the one where with, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, oh, the black actor, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson, yes. Oh, do you know when that guy, when that guy, uh, when they were fighting on a ship or something, some guy got hit by a cable and, 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 I thought that uh, Bruce Willis and Jackson was going to pick him up by both ends, but when I turned around <laughs> and they're dragging the body in the same direction, oh, man, that was, my, that was the funniest part of the movie. <laughs> that was that was a great. I'm telling you, the Die Hard. You're right. Second one is probably my least favorite out of all of them. The third one was epic. The first one's a classic, obviously, and it's great stuff. I got to run, Sean. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Have wonderful holidays with you and the family, and we'll talk again here soon. All right, man. You too. Bye. Hey, always a pleasure, my friend. Merry Christmas to you. 316-721-8255. I'm telling you. All right. I guess that's another big question. Your favorite Christmas movies have to include Die Hard, have to include Lethal Weapon, have to include Elf, have to include Jingle All the Way. Outside of that, uh, I think whatever else the family likes to watch. But those are mine, and that has to be a necessity going into this week. So I'll be sure to make sure to watch those. All right, let's take a break. 20 minutes past the hour. When we come back, I have some inflation news. We'll also play some more of our fun holiday uh, bits and satire pieces and songs. All coming up here in Candace Talk on the Big Talker KQAM. Three minutes past the hour. Welcome back into Kansas Talk right here on the Big Talker, 1480 AM, 1025 FM, KQAM. Happy Saturday to you. Would love to hear from you at 316-721-8255. Merry Christmas to you. Our last broadcast of Kansas Talk here for 2021. Inflation. We just got word uh, this week that inflation continues to climb. In the month of November, 6.8% inflation rates across the nation. As an average, people still struggling to buy their last-minute Christmas gifts at ridiculously expensive prices. The government trying to pawn it off, just saying, oh, uh, more money's coming in because just people are spending more money. Now, we're spending more money because your prices are ridiculously stupidly high. And it makes it difficult for a lot of individuals, especially for us uh, millennials who are just trying to make ends meet because obviously, you know, we follow our passions. We don't follow where the money is. Uh, Welcome to radio. And uh, the millennial generation definitely having a difficult time. How do we survive? What do we do? I'm telling you, it's a struggle that my generation has, and I just I need a little bit of support. So we're going to start a GoFundMe for Andy Hoosier just because we struggle as a millennial. So we need Millennial International. I was at church one day, and the speaker that day was um, was different. I just sat there with tears in my eyes. 
learning about this ministry that was revolutionizing the planet. I'm talking, of course, about Millennial International. The need is enormous. There are over 10 million millennials out there who have graduated with no work ethic, no job, no discernible skills at all, and they have expenses. Housing. Student loans. Credit card debt. And I didn't really realize the magnitude of the problem until I looked into the eyes of a millennial. And I saw that face with the, the dead, nothing's happening up here kind of thing. So I went out to the booth after the service and I talked with the guy and he really informed me about the devastation that's not being able to fund a millennial lifestyle. Core power yoga. Birch box for men. I looked over all the envelopes and my heart was really touched when I saw this one particular fellow that I, I just had to get more information about him. He was uh, Declan from Beverly Hills. I am an uh, aspiring photographer. I graduated college with an art degree, so obviously that puts me at a disadvantage. Volkswagen Jetta lease. Beard wax. Spotify premium. In his last letter, he wrote to me and said that his uh, weekend was, oh, how did he put it? Um, totes lit fam. Literally have no idea what that means. Spin cycle membership. Pet food for my rescue dog. Uber's home from a pub crawl. A typical sponsorship program costs $29 a month. Millennial International is actually $2,900 a month. Yeah, it seems expensive at first, but when you see the need, it is so worth it. Trunk Club subscription. Essential oils. Annual pilgrimage to Bethel Church. It's the same as a traditional sponsorship program, uh, except instead of getting, say, a soccer ball for his birthday, he's getting an Audi. Am I capable of having a job? Sure, but I just feel like Maybe employment right now would just kind of be stifling my creativity. Through the sponsorship program, they actually set up a chance for us to meet each other in person. I brought him an apple pie that my wife had baked for him, but I totally forgot he's gluten-free, so he couldn't eat it. I mean, obviously I've seen Food Inc., so I don't eat the traditional meals like everybody else. For breakfast, they usually do like some kombucha juice. He really didn't have much energy that week, and it turns out you know, he was on a juice cleanse. And I wanted to respect that. My wish for Declan, <laughs> Uh, that he would realize his potential in life, that he would be better, achieve more. I've been getting blue ribbons and participation trophies my whole life. What do you expect? For me, if it wasn't for the program, I'd have to get a job. Or worse, start a GoFundMe. Many of these kids in traditional sponsorship programs are fighting diseases like malaria, pneumonia, tuberculosis. And these millennials have the same struggle peanut allergies, pollen sensitivity, lactose intolerance. Kids in Africa are getting typhoid. Declan was recently diagnosed with tennis elbow. I was originally paying vision and eye care insurance for him, but it turns out his eyeglasses weren't even real. To me, you can't put a price on friendship. Join me in sponsoring a millennial today and help us. Help us. Help us. Help us live the lives we portray on Instagram. Very sad, very difficult. And I know it's the holiday giving season, so I thought we ought to play that one just to remind everybody about Millennials International. And I happen to be... <laughs>
of millennials. So if you ever run across Millennial International, you'll know properly who to sponsor and who to take care of because we have needs, my friends. And how dare we have to work that hard for things? And I, I, it's stifling my creativity. Uh, it's it, Okay, again, it's sad that we have millennials at this level, but yet we do. So we have to stand up and try and make a different name and a different reputation for the millennial generation. So your millennial general continues to do what he does. But there it is, the uh, continued holiday festivities of Millennial International. When we come back, we got our bottom of the hour break. We have a great interview that we had with George Santos, third congressional candidate for the state of New York. We'll play that here in a little bit. Also, we have some more holiday festive clips to play. We have some more of our Voice of Reason satire infomercials that we've made and produced myself. We also have some other fun stuff that we've played throughout the years and collected as well. We'll get to all that and your phone calls The 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK on our last Christmas episode of Candace Talk for 2021 right here on the Big Talker KQAM. Lots more coming up right around the corner. Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker, KQAM. Darn right, Gerard. Welcome back into Kansas Talk right here on the Big Talker, 1480 AM, 102.5 FM, KQAM. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Last home stretch here on the program, last half hour already. Goes by way too quick, and it's always great to chat with you. Uh, before we get into our interview, let's play one or two more little audio clips here, shall we? I mean, it's the festive holidays. We need to make sure that uh, we get to enjoy them as much as we possibly can because we don't get to do these uh, very much like once or twice a year. So uh, this is one of our very own. It's Christmas time. We need to play an actual Christmas one here. Uh, we did this one just, uh, I want to say this time last year, from our very own Voice of Reason Satire infomercial. It's PC Santa. As you know, politically correct Santa Claus, kind of a big deal right now. Everything's got to be politically correct. So is this the way that Santa's acting in your house this year? It's that time of year again. The family, the friends, the stocking hung by the chimney with care, and the wish list from little boys and girls going to Santa Claus. But this year, Santa is spreading a different kind of cheer. Instead of ho, 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 we're going no, no, no. This year, get your child the latest toy from the Voice of Reason product line, their very own PC Santa. Dear Santa, I want a Nerf gun. No, 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 little one. Guns are a product of right-wing Nazism. Stop wasting time teaching your child the do's and don'ts of PC culture. This year, let Santa do it for you. Santa, I want a Moana doll. No, 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 little girl. You're the wrong skin color for that. That's cultural appropriations. Let PC Santa teach your children about the shameful acts of society through each of our downloadable lessons on self-guilt. No, 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 little one. You still have two parents and more toys than little Billy down the street. Ultra-masculinity. Riding bikes to impress girls is wrong. Here's a lump of coal, you rapist. White privilege. No, no, no matter how hard you work, you should always apologize for your skin. Climate change. When you fart, 
you're killing the planet. And so much more. Plus, if you order now, you get an additional Joe Biden elf on the shelf for free. In fact, order within the next 24 hours and you'll get the push button sniff feature at absolutely no charge. (sighs) Let your child play with the most popular toy this year that never left the shelf of the store. I'm prepared to say that I have a record of over 40 years and that I'm going to beat Joe Biden. Take comfort in your Joe on the shelf watching your child's every move. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. The Joe Biden elf on the shelf has five favorite phrases. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the, you know the thing. So entertaining even child services may knock your door down Christmas Day. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Bring 2020 into your home this Christmas with your very own PC Santa and Joe on the Shelf from The Voice of Reason. I got to admit, I haven't listened to these in a while, and I forgot all about how they are. Uh, the Joe Biden on the Shelf. There we go, PC Santa Claus being politically correct this year. That's the way apparently we have to go this year. So that's a very own Voice of Reason product. We came out with that one last year. At this time, and hope you enjoy those. You can always email me, who's your media network at gmail.com, and you can let me know your thoughts on how we do some of these uh, infomercials. I haven't made a new one in a while. I think 2022 is going to be a year where I have uh, maybe, hopefully, some time to work on some more of these and come out with them a little bit more frequently. All right, I want to shift gears a little bit. We sat down with a great guy uh, just a couple of days ago. He was in town yesterday, the last couple of days, uh, from New York, from Long Island area, but he was in the Wichita area. Uh, talking to the top 10 oil-producing states in the nation. We were obviously one of those, and he came to talk about his campaign for the 3rd Congressional District in the state of New York, in that Long Island area, about COVID protocol, about inflation, about the economy, about energy independence, and more. It's George Santos here on Kansas Talk. George Santos. George, how are you, my friend? Andy, thank you for having me. I come in peace from the People's Republic of New York, I promise. (laughs) I tell you what, well, from what it sounds like, you guys have a lot of really good mojo and some good energy coming in to try and make could we actually make new york semi-red this would be amazing well look new york's always been purple in a sense right upstate new york super red yeah. downstate new york super blue you mix the two colors you get purple right yeah. now all joking aside we had a great election season um a big reject and rejection to the democrat agenda in new york we were able to stop three referendums who would have fundamentally changed elections in New York and Republicans would have never gotten elected. We stopped um, absentee ballots with no excuse. We stopped same day voter registration and we stopped a gerrymandering bill that would essentially allow the legislator to gerrymander freely and create no Republican districts in the state of New York and completely silence us. So we had all those on the referendums and the back of the ballots and all of them failed to pass. Wow. That that sends a message that this is a statewide effort and you couldn't get it passed. The people of New York are done with the Democratic far left leaning and far outreaching policies. And I think that we need to focus right now on the positives of this and take this outcome and use this little red ripple that we just had in New York, specifically across Long Island, where we made literally the entire island red. Every seat we went went for, we won. Really? So now we need to turn this little ripple into the red tsunami of 2022. What was the spark that started making people turn back to the red Republican conservative side in New York? Was it the COVID pandemic? Was it just failed policies over the last years? Is it crime rates going up? I mean, what actually caused this spark here? 
141% increase in crime can do that. Good golly. Yeah, Think about it. it. That would do it. Think about it. Bail reform was an abject failure for the state legislator, and now it's biting them all in the butt. Yeah. They're all running for their lives scared. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see a single one of them getting reelected in 2022. That's unbelievable. Talk about your district. You're from the Long, the Long Island area, correct? Yep. yep. Okay. So born and raised in New York City. My district is in the north shore of Long Island, for those who understand the map of Long Island. So arguably second wealthiest district in the country. So there's a lot of people making fun of me. Oh, George Santos lost the most wealthiest suburban district in America. Mm. Uh, you know, sure, I'll take it. That's funny. <laughs> ha ha. Right. But if we're going to be honest here, it's a district of of, of hardworking folks. Sure. Um, the, these are the people who are essentially creating, uh, I'd say, 10 percent of the jobs in America today. These are entrepreneurs, business owners, CEOs, all living in this district. And Public safety has become a major issue for us there. Sure. Uh, to, to the extent where homes are being invaded, uh, uh, people's homes are being ransacked. It, it is a common, constant occurrence. And the Democrats aren't doing anything to stop it. They're yeah. anti-police, anti-law and order, anti-public safety. And that's just not what we're all about. You know, a lot of people like to say, oh, New York, New York's just liberal. Nobody cares. That's not true. Sure. We, we love you know, I come in peace. I say, I said this, I, I had dinner with a couple of folks last night here in Wichita and I said, I come in peace. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I tell you when we had, you know, governor Rudy Giuliani and or mayor Rudy Giuliani, the mayor of the country, you know, was kind of his name when he was there, the crime was down. Things were Republican. Things were trucking along for the city of New York. And somewhere along the line, they wanted to go that different route and it's gone back the other way. But for, like you said, people can't, enjoy that for very long people can't just tolerate that for very long before they say it's time for a change well look think about it we had rudy giuliani for two terms that's eight years he was a 9-11 mayor yeah then subsequently we had bloomberg run as a republican win for the first two terms that's 16 years then bloomberg overstayed his welcome and ran as an independent for a third term essentially he ran with the same policies during his third term but it was 20 years of republican policies in new york sure up until 2000 and whenever bloomberg got elected right and if i'm not mistaken 2013 um that new york was a republican city led by a republican mayor right and everybody thought there's no way to run for office in new york city as a democrat and win only republicans win that was an actual ideology wow. until we got the biggest socialist mayor in america ruining not running but ruining our city took bloomberg surplus incinerated the entire surplus he left billions of dollars that were left behind by the bloomberg administration and in, in surpluses because the guy was a genius in administrating the city sure and and de blasio had the audacity the other day to say that he picked up the city and he's leaving it safer than when he got it. If I were Bloomberg, I'd sue him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's slander. <laughs> What's the morale of law enforcement? As you mentioned, I mean, the Democrats obviously hate law enforcement. We see the attacks on them all over the country. In California, I mean, they've changed the laws for crime from a felony down to a misdemeanor. So we're seeing the ongoing three-week-long Black Friday sales that are happening just breaking into stores. Uh, what is the morale of law enforcement, and are they hanging in in New York right now? You know, I, I'm, I'm as unapologetically pro-police as it, they come. Sure. Good police. There's bad cops out there sure. in the world. You fine tune the system. You 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 need to you need to weed out the bad cops out of the system. That's plain and simple. Right. But that doesn't represent nearly the majority of the cops in the in, in the NYPD. Uh, fifty six thousand officers, largest police force in America, arguably I think one of the largest in the world. These are great men and women. These men. These are the same men and women that on nine eleven ran towards falling buildings, mm -hmm. not away from. These are men and women who 
constantly put their lives on the line for us. Where we live in a constant uh, terror threat in New York. It's a daily occurrence. The terror unit. I mean, I have a couple of friends who work there. They get terror threats every single day. It's just New York. a norm there. It's a norm, wow. and they're running towards danger on a daily basis. I appreciate them, and I I know I speak. For a large majority of New Yorkers who appreciate them and respect them in law enforcement across this country. Sure. But the policies instilled by the New York City Council, by the mayor of this uh, of New York City and the governor, both former Andrew Cuomo and Kathy Hochul, are just anti-police. Sure. The police, they have no qualified immunity anymore. They're being targeted by vandals. They're, the people they bring in now can go ahead and pull up their record and go to their house where they have their their, their spouses with their kids at home sleeping, and only God knows what can be happening to them now. Yeah. They, these these men and women are living in fear with what, what's, going, what's going on. Yeah, there. it's unbelievable. What's really sad, and I know that you might even be able to have a say on this once you get into Washington, D.C., but uh, like John Stewart trying to fight for the health care rights of those that were affected by 9-11, the fact that we're still having to deal with this kind of garbage. I mean, to me, I don't know if it's a national thing or if it's just specific to New York. It's just sad that that's a battle we have to have just to properly take care of such heroes that we see out of, uh, of people coming out of New York City. Andy, my mom was a 9-11 survivor. Mm. She was in the South Tower, um, and she made it out. She got caught up in the ash cloud. My mom fought cancer till her death. Oh, my gosh. Um, my mom passed away in 2016. She never applied for relief because her, her motto was, I can afford it. We're fortunate. We can take care of all our, our medical bills. If I take it, I'm taking it away from these men and women who need it and who put their lives on the line. And the only reason they got sick was because they were actually there to help people like me. Right. If I apply to take a penny out of this, I'm stealing from a, from a first responder. Wow. That was her mentality. Wow. She wouldn't take a penny. And Getting all emotional here. Stop that, it. That's no, amazing. No, it's, That's incredible. It's, 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 really, it's really tough when you hear it, but there's a lot of folks who were there who had the same decorum of not accepting a penny. Sure. The reason is we just saw several of these firefighters and, and first responders on national television the last two years begging for an extension of, of the relief. Yeah. And yes, I will fight that. I will fund it until the last one of them is gone. Sure. I don't care if it takes 40 years, 50 years. You know why? 9-11 was a national issue. It wasn't a New York City issue. New York City is still part of the state of New York that's part of this constitutional republic. And yeah. I will fight for that because those men and women deserve the support. Yeah. Amen to that. We're talking with congressional candidate for the third district of New York, George Santos. Uh, let's talk about why you're out here in Wichita, Kansas at the flagship station of the Voice of Reason. Uh, you've been traveling all over the place, but uh, probably the first time you've seen such a large plane of cornfields, right? <laughs> well, flying in, it was uh, there were two things that caught my attention: how flat it was. <laughs> yes, yes. I didn't see a hill in sight, and I'm like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> we've hit the we've hit the terrain in the plains of the end of the world here. Yes, it's a pancake. <laughs> so no, it. so beautiful city. I mean, I, I was surprised to see how uh, small town uh, feeling, but just infrastructure. Yeah. The airport is absolutely stellar. I mean, I wish LaGuardia was as, as close as this. <laughs> <laughs> it's small, but it's pretty. I mean, yeah, it, no. it punches out a lot of planes in and out. A lot of people come through it, but they, they do a good job with it here. No, it's amazing. I, I, I can't complain. But the reason I'm in Wichita, Kansas, and I'm in Kansas for the first time, which I'm having a, I'm having a blast. I, people have been great. I, you know what? I want to pack up my concierge from the 
from the hotel I'm staying and take her home because she's so kind. Mm-hmm. You ask mm-hmm. her for anything, it's it's just like, oh my God, I've never experienced such kindness in my life. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying that New Yorkers are kind, but that's another level of kindness and and just amazing culture here. But the reason I'm I'm traveling um the states, uh, a lot of people say, George, you're running for a little old house seat in New York. Well, yes, my constituency on paper might be the third congressional district of New York, but my commitment is to the American people. Mm -hmm. And I made a pledge that I would travel the top 10 oil producing states and visit with all those industry leaders, not because I want to be bought and sold by oil and gas money, but because I believe in the industry and I believe in in energy independence. And I want them to know that there's an ally who actually understands their industry, who's worked within their industry and raised money for technology to lessen the burden of what they call them. The, the the evil ones, right, that they just suck the, the planet dry and they kill the planet. And I just want to make sure that they know that there's somebody who actually gets it and that's running for office. So I'm making that visit to all 10 states who are the top 10 producing oil uh, states in the country. That's really good. I know it's a major focus for a lot of individuals right now is gas prices, the energy independence. Trump works really hard throughout his four years to become energy independent in the nation. And within the first 10 to 11 months of the Biden administration, it's gone. And now we're relying on OPEC, and they laugh when we say, can we become energy independent again? Can we actually lower gas prices? They laugh at us and say, oh, sorry, we requested the additional oil. They're not giving it to us. Sorry, there's nothing we can do here. And then you have, of course, Joe Biden in Kansas City a couple weeks ago saying that gas was under $2 an hour, uh, $2 a gallon and that uh, we need to pay our fair share so we don't get gouged by the oil prices or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well done, Joe. Again, he, it was one of those moments where he forgot his name again. But you know, hey, that's just what he does. And I found it hilarious in Kansas City. So, 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 as Joe Biden likes to quote and and sentence, I'll just put in insert cricket sounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is a major issue. So I'm glad you're focused on this. What can we do to bring energy independence back to the nation? Well, first of all, we got to stop giving Russia pipelines and start building our own pipeline back again. And if we're going to talk about, you know, as they like to call it, climate change, global warming, whatever it is they categorize it, we need to accept that it's climate cycle. This this planet's been here billions of years, and it has gone through cycles of ice age and melts, and it's a constant loop. And you know what? We're a pretty oppressive occupying force to this planet. Whether we expedite it or not, it's not going to change. You can't tax that away. Anybody who believes that creating all these taxes and regulations is going to stop a tornado like the one that we just saw that decimated six states from coming, no tax is going to stop that from happening. Right. Right? So uh, Americans need to stop being allowed to be fooled that the federal government has their best interest. No, they have their – the federal government has its own best interest, which is lining their coffers with money and pushing out this message, which at the end of the day, do you know who makes all the big bucks when they push out global warming, the the, the Al Gore theories of the world? It's all my former employers, Goldman Sachs, Blackstone, Citigroup. They invest in the technology. They produce the technology and sell it back to the federal government, which they buy it with our tax dollars. Yeah. It's a scam. Well, and it's getting harder because now we have the infrastructure package that just passed at the federal level. We have the Build Back Better plan that's being pushed through right now, you know, overall near $5 trillion of additional spending. We had to raise our debt ceiling yet again. That's going to destroy the uh, the economy here. But with all of these, essentially, it's a Green New Deal built into a economic package. We're going to see where they want to rebuild the highways. They want to talk about rebuilding buildings to make them more energy efficient. They want to make it, uh, what is it, uh, zero carbon for federal government vehicles and buildings by like 2030 or whatever stupid plan that they actually have here. It's taking things to another level. And I think it's going to make the energy market even more difficult to become independent, isn't it? Well, think about it this way. New York City just passed a bill 
just yesterday at the wee hours of the morning. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. They finally voted on it. No new buildings starting January 2022 in New York will be at, allowed to have a gas line. They're going to have no gas line. No gas line. <laughs> wow. <laughs> think about that. Wow. Let that sink in. Think about that. This is New York City, folks. So if you're a developer and you're listening, don't go build in New York anymore. There's no gas lines. So That's here, insane. Here's here's a, a quick solution. Uh, first of all, the infrastructure bill is not infrastructure. That's an uh, that's offensive to folks like me who have spent years and years in the infrastructure industry and, and developing and building. Right. There is no infrastructure in that bill. I mean, it, it parts of it, sure, there is some interesting bridges, tolls, and highway, but it's a very small part of the bill. The bill is very inf- – it's been infiltrated by the Green New Deal – and it's repackaged to look pretty. It's like essentially getting an old car and throwing a paint job on it. It's still the old car, yeah. right? So it's it's that's what they passed. And as far as the spending package, I have my faith that in the Senate, if Mitch McConnell doesn't abandon us and 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 you know hands the Democrats another victory, I believe Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema are going to hold the line um, for us, and they're going to fight for us. And I can't believe that I'm resting all my laurels on two Democrats. Well, two Democrats and Mitch McConnell. I'm not very happy that he suspended the filibuster temporarily for the passing of the uh, increase in the debt ceiling. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Mitch McConnell. I know a lot of people that don't. Do you think that he's going to hold the line on this? I hope he does, or else he's going to be held accountable, and we're probably going to have to have a new leader in the Senate because that this isn't leadership. Yeah. Yeah, it's this, not leadership. This is just not leadership anymore. We have no reason to be giving the Democrats any wins. The fact that we voted on that infrastructure bill two days after Election Day this year, right. and the na- we saw what happened in Virginia. We saw what happened in New York. We saw what happened in California. Republicans winning seats in Seattle. Are you kidding? And we're giving the Dems a win after national local elections just showed there's a massive rejection to the direction the country's going in. I mean, when you see a, a MSNBC poll, Go on your TV screen, and Democrats are trailing by double digits yeah. to Republicans. You know there's something wrong with their agenda. But yet, 13 Republicans, and some of them my colleagues and friends and people I have relationships with, I still have not questioned them. I guess their vote is their vote. It's not for me to question. But went ahead and gave that victory, and I'm still befuddled because four of them were from the state of New York. Yeah. What boggles my mind is when we see those polls and we see the popularity against their policies and for Republican policies— their response after that election was, well, people are upset because we're not implementing it fast enough. That was the response from the mainstream media. That was the response from their talking heads. Is, we're not implementing it fast enough, and that's why people are angry with us. Look. Um, <laughs> I get You can't. Sky outside's purple today. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently, that's the level that they've gone. I think they've gone pretty delusional at that sense. Which, speaking of, I want to bring it back to your home state here in your home city with with New York, obviously, you guys have been kind of the focal point for COVID-19, COVID-19 policies. Uh, Governor Cuomo obviously did not handle things the best, putting sick people into nursing homes at the very beginning of this thing. Now he's out. Someone else is in there right now. Are things getting better? I know that the last I've heard from New York was that you guys were going to be the very first ones to try vaccine mandates for all private businesses within New York City. I mean... We have out here, uh, people don't take kindly to a lot of that in a lot of places outside of New York. Are they accepting that there as well? So here's what's going on. The mainstream media fails daily, fails to report what's going on in New York City. There are protests with thousands. And when I say thousands, thousands of people have been taking the streets of New York on a weekly basis Mm. for the last six months. Six months it's been going on. 
And when I tell you the most unlikely of partners are are partnering up, you are seeing MAGA folks marching down the streets of New York with Black Lives Matter protesting against the authoritarian regime that's happening in New York City's government and New York State's government. That, my friend, is something for like for everyone to behold. You can't believe when you see it. Wow. I've been on the streets watching this, and I said, does she have a BLM life? (laughs) Is he wearing a MAGA hat? What the hell's going on over here? Wow. And it is amazing why the Democrats are, when Joe Biden said he'd unite the country, he wasn't kidding. He's uniting the country against him. That was George Santos, third congressional candidate for the state of New York. It was great to get him in studio after talking with him a few times on the phone out of New York, getting ready for the midterm elections next year. And I think that's a perfect note. Now, the interview went on like another 10, 15 minutes. It was an extremely long interview. You can listen to the entire thing as an extended podcast download for The Voice of Reason. Find it on any of your favorite podcasting sites. Uh, And we put the entire interview on there. But I think that's a great way to kind of wrap up the conversation for today is no matter what's going on in the world with that politics, This is the uniting factor that's going to bring people together. It is the left-wing policies against vaccine mandates, against government tyrannical control on COVID-19, the scare tactics, the paranoia, the go get vaccinated, the you're not allowed to function in society unless you actually do go and get vaccinated and do whatever the government tells you to do. It's a uniting factor for both sides of the aisle to come together and say, no, this is drawing a line. We're not going to go past this line. This is way too far, and we're not going to stand for it. And I think that's a great way to kind of wrap up the show today, isn't it? Going into a Christmas holiday. Again, our last broadcast of Candace Talk going into the end of the year. Be united regardless of the political affiliation. Remember, most people don't want this crazy, tyrannical control based on a health pandemic that's a fear campaign from the federal government. Some like it. Some do like it. And some advocate for it, but a lot of them, they don't like this stuff and they're going to start fighting it. And when you have rallies in New York City of Black Lives Matter and Trump MAGA hat people, you know, those evil MAGA wearing hat people, then they unite together to fight these vaccine mandates. That is a sign that we can actually defeat this crazy lunacy going into the next year. And I'm relatively excited about that. So on that note, we're just about ready to wrap up here. Joe Pags live at the weekend coming up right around the corner. Uh, I want to say to everybody here in the Wichita area, Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. Again, we won't be back here live on Candace Talk until after the new year for 2022. We have a lot more guests. We'll get set uh, for the legislative session of 2022. Going to be some really big stuff there. And hold on to your seats because we have an entire year getting you set for a midterm election that is going to be, as Donald Trump likes to say, huge. It's going to be bigly. It's going to be the biggest one you've ever seen in your entire life. And we're going to have fun doing it here right on the program as well. Until then, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you. We're back at it live with the Voice of Reason weekdays at 4 p.m. here on KQM, your flagship station of the nationally broadcast uh, broadcast of the Voice of Reason radio, TV, and live stream there. We'll be on a big platform with Opsland starting on Monday as well. But happy, happy New Year to you. Merry Christmas. We'll see you on the radio here in just a couple of weeks here on Candace Talk on the Big Talker KQAM.